Welcome to the Unlock Your Best Version Podcast. Here, we'll inspire each other as extraordinary women to stand stronger, be independent, wiser, smarter, and fun. You'll find tons of inspirations to gain your confidence by being the authentic you, living the life you desire, and getting all the love you deserve. I'm your host, Sylvia Silvers, and let's get started. Hello, extraordinary women. Um, today we have a very special uh, guest, very beautiful and uh, with unique name, <laughs> Rebel Ann Muller. So she was married for 17 years, like almost two decades. And, <laughs> and then for the majority, she feels that her marriage, uh, she wasn't happy. And then she decided to step out. And, um, you know, in the end, she found out that by being her authentic self, it's easier for her to achieve her goals. So we welcome Rebel Anne. <laughs> and thank, thank you so you. much <laughs> for being here. And Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. Um, I really, um, when I read your bio, you said you've been married 17 years. It's probably like um, half of your lifetime. Can you share it, the story? Like, what, what is it like? How do you find out that how do you find out that the marriage is not the right one like you know you're not happy with it honestly for me I was not happy in my marriage for probably over a decade um it was something that I thought that if I stayed in my marriage and worked on my marriage and put the effort into it that it would change and that I would then be in love with my husband, but I wasn't. Um, so I stayed in it to keep other people around me happy. My ex-husband, now my ex-husband, um, my children, my friends, my family, because we had put on this persona that we were so happy for so long. And we had this perfect little family unit. Um, but And everybody else, I think, around me was happy except for me. And so I think that that was an issue because I thought, well, what's wrong with me? Why am I not happy, but everybody else around me is happy? So um, it just, it took me a while to, I knew someday I would get divorced. I just didn't know when or how, or when I would find the courage because for many years I was paralyzed in fear of leaving. I didn't know what I was going to do, how I would sustain myself financially um, would I be able to handle it emotionally? What happened? You know, the grass is always greener on the other side. So if you do step out of it, am I going to end up being completely miserable and lost? You have like all these fears and questions. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was something that I knew that was probably eventually going to happen. I just didn't know when or how I was going to go about doing that and how I would face really disappointing Cause that's how I felt that I was going, what I was going to be ultimately doing was disappointing everyone around me that I loved and was important to me. Okay. When you um, feel that way, like, you know, you said like almost a decade you have, you feel like you're not happy and then you knew that one day you will get divorced. Did you do something about it? Like your, your marriage, for example, like go to the therapist and everything. 
Like we did. So early on in our marriage, we, um, we did go to, well, I went to therapy. I asked, told him I was very unhappy around year five, Mm -hmm. um, between five and seven. And, um, his response to me was, well, you can go to therapy. I'm not because I don't want to have, I don't need somebody to tell me all the things that I'm doing wrong. Um, but you go ahead. So I went ahead and went to therapy by myself, um, which didn't really pander out well for me. So again, I just came back into the marriage and was like, well, you know, I'll do the best that I can to go along, to get along and did what I could. Um, again, at year 12 or even 13, actually, excuse me, it was year 14. I again said, I am unhappy in this marriage. I would like to get out of this marriage. Um, I think I would, I would like to pursue a divorce at that point. It was, um, a lot of like, well, why don't we go get the kids and we'll go tell the kids about how mommy wants to leave daddy and like those types of things. Um, not to get too personal, but, um, so that really scared me because I didn't want to put this burden on my children. Um, and then Finally, you know, we decided we did go to counseling. We went for several months and then I continued to go by myself. And then I think I just got really tired of it, um, going to therapy, going through the motions and just being exhausted emotionally all the time. So I said, okay, fine. I'll just go back to my, you know, my persona of, yep, we're married. We'll do this. And he had come to a point where he was like, well, you know, marriages change over time and they change and evolve and they're not the same as they always were. And I'm fine with us, you know, the way that our marriage is now. So I just wasn't though, because I felt like there was something bigger and greater out there for me. I felt like there was, um, I felt like I was living in a straitjacket and, I wanted to get out of that straitjacket, and I felt like I'm 44 now. Um, and when I got divorced, I was, um, 43. Um, but I just felt really like I wanted to be, I didn't want to live the rest of my life in an unhappy marriage. And I want, I want to fall in love someday and I want to be happily in love and be happy to be with the person that I'm with. And, um, and not just, survive if you will but i want to thrive okay, that's really beautiful <laughs> so what do you think uh, is that um, unhappy marriage is it like affected your business like how important it is like in your opinion to have a rock solid happy marriage to achieve your goal I think that it's majorly important because you need to have somebody who's in a supportive role, who's helpful. And not that my ex-husband wasn't supportive and helpful. Like, yes, you're doing great and you should go and do those things. I mean, he wasn't towards the beginning of our marriage, but then through counseling and everything, he learned how to be more, take more on a, a supportive role because I was working long hours and actually coming home and he would cook dinner and go to the grocery store and start doing the laundry and like things that like always fell on my shoulders. Um, and so he started participating more in the household, which always made me feel better. But at the same time, like I was having that supportive role, but at the same time, it was like, mm, it's too, it's almost too little too late. Um, and on that part of the relationship, 
But I feel that having somebody not just support you in those types of roles, the auxiliary roles of running a household, but also um, on the emotional end of it as well. So you can't just have somebody who is, you know, helping you with all the mundane things that they should be doing anyways, but then they call it helping you. Um, so for me, it was more of like finding somebody who not finding somebody, but I wanted, I wanted somebody to have more of a, um, a supportive role in my life. And, um, I just wasn't sure that I was getting that. My son is coming home right now. <laughs> sorry. I just, yeah. Can you tell? Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so now that you are, you know, you can see that you become fall in love with yourself, be your authentic self. And then you are able to step out of the things that, you know, you're unhappy before. And then now you're, you live a happier life. What do mm-hmm. you do? What is the one advice that you want to pass to your children? So that they um, better life. I think that one of the main things that I would want to pass on to my children is that you really do have to be true to yourself and not lie to yourself. Um, when you, you're not doing anybody, I felt like I was doing everybody a favor around me by not being honest with myself, but truly I was really poisoning the waters with everyone around me without really truly knowing, because then when you do tell them how you truly feel, it's like dropping a bomb on everybody. So I think that if you are true and authentic from the beginning and you can be honest with the people who are around you and live your truths for you, um, instead of trying to make everyone else happy around you, that truly does make a difference. Um, I think that that would be my my biggest advice is not to live your life for other people, but to live it for yourself. I think um, me and then all the women here who's like listening to this podcast, we really, I really want to know like what gives you the encouragement to be brave and uh, fight for your happiness? That is such a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just overall knowing that I'm doing it for myself. I'm not doing this for anyone else. And I don't think that you can truly live a full life and to serve and to be the person you're meant to be if you are not being honest and true to yourself. Um, I find that I'm in the service industry and I like to serve. I like people. I like making those bonds and connections with people. Um, And I just don't feel like you're making those same connections truthfully and as authentically as you possibly can without making yourself happy first. If you can go back to the old version of you, what will you tell her? Oh, gosh. I would tell her that the things that are going on in the mainstream to really focus on my own happiness and not what society norms tell you to do. Um, I think that at the time when I did get married, it was one of those things that everyone around me was getting married, having babies. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Like I must have to do those same things as well. Um, so just to take your time and to really make sure that it's something that you're doing for yourself and not because you're trying to satisfy your parents, your friends, your grandparents, you know, those types of things and giving into societal norms. 
Oh, it's very strong message. Yes, women needs to <laughs> hear about this, <laughs> and uh, especially the one that not married yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, you are doing the real estate like very successful in this business, and these days, uh, everybody sitting at home, right? And then they understand that the old system is not working anymore. And then the things that I heard mostly in my um, society, like people around me, they are doing basically three uh, investment, which is like real estate, stock, and crypto. Mm -hmm. So what do you think? Like, why do you choose property? I chose real estate, one, because I truly love real estate. It's very convoluted. It can be complicated, but that's what also makes it very exciting um, because it's not just the same job day in and day out. And I get to take sort of those people connections that I like to do um, and mush that up with real estate. And it kind of is a, is a happy storm for me that way. But real estate is something that always appreciates, even when we have a dip in our economy over time, if you look over 20 years, it's something that will always increase in value. Um, so if you're looking to invest in real estate, that's always going to be a solid investment in the ebb and flow, just like the stock market does. But in the end, it always comes back up. And, um, please share your achievement in this, um, real estate business. I would love to share it with the audience. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's kind of exciting. So um, in my third year of real estate, um, my first year, I didn't do so hot. My second year, I did fairly well. And in my third year, I pretty much blew it out of the water um, and doubled my goal for the year. And I was able to achieve one of the highest um, awards for production within the Better Homes and Gardens franchise, um, which was the Emerald Elite Award for doing over $12 million in production for the year. Yeah. Oh, so if uh, other women who is like listening to us, they are a real estate agent, they want to become like you. What is your advice? Oh, what gosh. is the step that they should take to be able to become a top producer? Um, I think just being a people person, getting out there, meeting as many people as you possibly can, connecting people, being that person that's helpful, um, be the go-to person. But honestly, for me, what's helped me be successful, because those are all the things that they say to do to be successful. I think just being down to earth and honest with people and laughing with them. I think that there's a persona that real estate agents have where you have to wear high heels and dress a certain way and wear a lot of makeup and just like, you know, have this sort of bougie look to you, if you will. Um, I don't, I wear baseball caps and my jeans, um, you know, on occasion, but it also depends on my client. Right. But most of the time my clients already know me, they have a good idea of my persona and who I am. And so I'm just down to earth with it. And they appreciate that because they can relate to it. I just try to be as relatable as possible. And um, when I meet people, I try to find something that I can relate to them with, whether, you know, they are from my hometown, if they're, cause I do, I am from California originally, but I've been in um, Idaho for 17 years. So a lot of people are from California are moving up here. So that's an immediate connection that I can make with people. So any way that I can make a connection with people to make them feel like I care because I do, um, 
then I think that that's how you really are going to draw people in to want to work with you and or give you referrals or network with you somehow, but just to be genuine and authentic and not have it be all about you. Um, I think that, you know, sometimes in our society right now with all social media and everything, and it's great to, um, to share your successes. I'm not saying don't do that. I think you absolutely should because it's part of marketing, but at the same time, like reach out to those people and tell them like, Hey, I did this, but I couldn't have done it without you. So thank you for helping me achieve my goals. Wow. It's a very powerful. So, um, Thank you so much for sharing your journey and your story. And then I know that you give you give so much value and then it will encourage women out there to step out from their comfort zone and to be the authentic self and then be yes. happy and then live their life fully without regret. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's the one thing I think that I didn't touch on um, was when in the email that I had sent you was that I think when you start being true to yourself and to the people around you, the energy shifts and changes and doors open and opportunity knocks and things start happening for the better in your life. So I truly encourage anyone out there who feels like they're not being true to themselves to do that because, and just experiment with it, see what happens. You know, I think it's all, there's nothing bad that can come out of being yourself. Yes, agreed. <laughs> okay, uh, and thank you so much uh, once again, and um, we'll see you again very, very soon. <laughs> okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Unlock Your Best Version podcast. Have a wonderful day, and whatever happened, remember to smile because everything happens for us for a great reason. Connect with me through my Facebook page, Sylvia Astuti Gunawan. And if you love to read, you can check my blog, sylvia-astutigunawan.medium.com and surround yourself with positive people and share the love and only love. Bye-bye.